that Jesus is who he says he is is because of his followers. Proof of the resurrection. 10 for 10. And it's not, and, and I would say 11 for 11. John just never happened to die. It wasn't that they didn't try to kill him. He just kept coming, he just kept not dying. <laughs> Seriously, the guy was tortured. He was boiled in oil twice. That doesn't sound real pleasant to me. Last time I made fried chicken and hot grease just splattered up on my hand, it hurt. Imagine being in the frying pan twice. I'm telling you, this seriously might be some of the best proof out there. All right, let's test the character of Jesus. John 8, verse 46, Jesus said, can, can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? So three options I think we have when it comes to Jesus. First one is this, that Jesus is a liar. If Jesus, I mean, I think this is one of the things that we have to, to take a look at. And, and if Jesus was a liar, I'd say he was pretty good at it. To get 10 guys at one point, even after he's gone, to die for him, to, to say that, to not recant on the fact that Jesus is who he said he was, that's pretty significant. And then, honestly, think about the things that Jesus went through after he was arrested. He was beaten twice, flogged twice, which means that they took a whip, that at the end of the whip, it wasn't just leather. You can look this up, historically speaking. It was chunks of bone and metal interwoven into the end of the straps. He was beaten twice. 30, they said 40, 40 lashes with that would kill a man, so they would hit them 39 times. So one time they did it 39 times because every time that it went in, it wasn't just a smack on the skin. It went in, grabbed the flesh, and then when you yanked it back, this is what happened, folks. 39 times twice. At the end, vital organs would be showing through as well as your skeletal system, not to mention the amount of blood that you would have lost. In addition to that, they blindfolded him and they punched him in the face, trying to get him to guess who punched him. They pulled his beard out by their hands. Anybody here with a beard or a mustache or have had one at some point, can you imagine your beard coming out without a razor? That took place. And so in addition to that, he has to carry with this Badly beaten, scripture says that he was beaten beyond recognition, that you couldn't even tell that he was who he was. That's how badly he was beaten. He drug around a cross over his shoulders, having been beaten that bad. They put a robe on him, and imagine the material up against your bloody skin over time is going to mix with the blood. 
and he drags it all the way through Jerusalem, approximately, I think, I, I want to say it's about a two-mile walk that he drug the cross, having been beaten all that amount of time. Then they get him up on the hill, Golgotha, and th that robe that has been draped around him, that has had a chance to congeal with the wounds that are there, they rip it off, they put him on the cross, they stretch his arms out. When they stretch your arms out at crucifixion, they pull your arms out of their socket and dislocate the shoulders to both ends. And then they took a spike and they drove it, not into his hands here. This is all the Christian pictures we see They hang here. If you were to hang a person by here, the body, when the weight went on that, it would just rip right through your hand. The nails went here into your wrist because there's significant amount of stuff to hang a body from with that. So by the time they did it with one arm and then they did the other and then they did your feet, one long spike putting one foot on top of the other driving it through both feet and into the wood. Do you think at some point You might recant. I would. You would. And yet never once does he recant. As a matter of fact, in the middle of all of that, after all of that is done, and he's hanging, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's why I love Jesus. And, and you can go read about Rome, Roman crucifixion. That's where I got most of this information, is reading about Roman crucifixion. It's out there. This wasn't out of... A Christian book at all. This is what they did. So imagine all of your friends have left you. You're betrayed by two of your own. One committed suicide. The other one betrayed you to your face because it says in the Bible that he looked at Peter as soon as he denied him the third, the third time. And then he took off. There's only one disciple that we know of that was at the crucifixion because Jesus talked to him, and it was John, the one who lived so long because he took care of Jesus' mother, Mary. The rest of them are nowhere to be seen. The crowd that a week ago, a week before this time, the crowd was praising you, claiming you to be the Messiah. They threw palm branches down for you. They thought you were awesome. One week later, they're yelling at you and they're spitting at you. They're saying, hey, come down from there if you're God. Do you think you might recant? I think so. And as far as I know, Jesus is the only person that could ever walk away eventually from a crucifixion. Because he did die. 
They didn't take you down from the cross unless you were dead. And trust me, people have died from way less. So if you think that Jesus was a wimp, he took all of it. So, he could be a liar, he could be a lunatic. And we've seen some crazy people with Messiah complexes in our day. David Koresh, Jim Jones, Marshall Applewhite, other religious leaders that thought that they were absolutely God. Folks, nobody died for them willingly. A lot of people died for some of them but not willingly. And if you've seen documentaries about Jim Jones, if you've seen documentaries about um, Marshall Applewhite, if you've seen uh, documentaries about David Koresh and the people that did take off from there because they started to think that something was a little odd, Jesus was the most loving, gracious, (laughs) kindest person you can imagine. Do you know who the first creator of women's equal rights is? It's Jesus. It's not something that happened in the 70s. You know who the, most, who the first person is that even gave children any kind of right at all? It was Jesus. He said, let the little children come to me. Even the disciples looked at him and go, what? You're nuts. A lot of us grew up in a time when children were supposed to be seen and not heard. Jesus' generation, children weren't even to be seen. They weren't even considered. And women had no right whatsoever. And yet Jesus spoke to many women. And if you read the the New Testament, Paul, who's a follower of Jesus, What did he say about women? He said, here there is no Jew, nor Greek, nor male, nor female, nor slave, nor free. Jesus had equality for women way before equality for women was a national issue. Because I honestly believe for Jesus, it's not a national issue. It's a human issue. You take a look at what David Koresh and James Jones and Marshall Applewhite thought about women. Just go read. I don't think Jesus was nuts. The only other thing is here is that Jesus is Lord. That's the third option. That Jesus is actually who he said that he was. You think about this. His public ministry lasted for three years, and time is split over this man. We grew up in a time, A.D. and B.C. Remember, B.C. is before Christ, A.D. is Anno Domini, which means the year of our Lord. They split time over when he came 
That's still going on, folks, although in our education system they have a new thing that's BCE, right? Am I right, Randy? Are we doing that? Not in our Tillamook schools, we're not. Um, <laughs> amen. Um, but in, I've seen it in some of the other books, BCE, Before Common Era. I'm not kidding. There are, I'm not kidding. There are, there are people growing up that when you say BC, they look at you and go, is that a comic strip? Not kidding. Time is split over this guy, Jesus. Now, if you were Satan, and you wanted to discredit Christianity, whose name would you try to degrade? Jesus. If you were going to degrade anybody, you'd degrade Jesus. You know, the last time that I saw somebody slam a hammer against their thumb accidentally, I didn't hear them go, Oh, Buddha! Or when you stub your toe, then I go, oh, Muhammad. No. But you know what you've heard. And maybe you've said that before. <laughs> Not Buddha or Muhammad. Because I honestly believe that the enemy lo would love nothing more than to make the name of Jesus Christ so common that we would just throw it out there as a curse word. It doesn't do with any other religious leader. I don't hear anybody yelling, Dalai Lama! <laughs> Seriously. If you were Satan, who, whose name would you try to take out? I think it's because Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. That, that's what we believe. And I'm telling you, it's all of this stuff that we lay our life on as Christians. I'm going to skip a segment in here, and I want to jump to this, that a question that Jesus asked Peter. Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Do you remember Peter's answer? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So let me ask you a question. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that Jesus is? And if you're a Christian here this morning, I'm not just talking about with your mouth. I'm talking about with your life. Because I'm convinced that one of the reasons that people don't want to follow Christ today is because of his followers. Gandhi actually said, I love your Christ. It's your Christians I have a problem with. And if you're a non-Christian here this morning and you're kind of checking this whole thing out and you would say that is exactly why 
I don't want to be a Christian. I'd have to say, I don't blame you. Because there's a whole lot of us that have really done the name of Jesus a huge disservice by the way we've lived our lives. So I understand. And if you're here and you've been burned by the church in, in the past, first of all, let me just say this. I'm sorry. You weren't treated the way that Jesus would have treated you. And sometimes we in the church have really screwed that up. And some of you are nodding your heads because you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the Jesus that we have shown you. I'm talking about the real, actual Jesus that Scripture talks about. And if you're not a Christian here this morning and you're wrestling with that, I would say please look at the biblical Jesus. Don't look at people. Anytime we look at people, we're going to be disappointed. And if you're a Christian this morning and you would say, I have not been the example of who Jesus is that I should be, folks, if we're going to talk about him, we've got to back it up with our lifestyle. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to do it perfectly every time, so please understand that. And I think even non-Christians here would understand everybody makes mistakes. We've all blown it. But who do you say that Jesus is? That's the question you've got to answer. Who is he to you? I'm going to ask Chris and the musicians, if they would, to come. And this morning, if you're at a place in your life and you, you've, you've accepted the fact that Jesus, you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior and, and you recognize that, his position in your life as your Savior, but you would say, I have not been living the way I should. Then I want you to know that he loves you. And he, he wants you to follow his example. And if you'd like to pray about that this morning, the altars up here are open for you to come and pray. These little wood benches up here, it's just a place to pray. There's nothing magical about it. It's just a place to come and pray. If you're here this morning and maybe this is the first time you've really taken a look at who Jesus is and you're kind of checking it out, um, I hope you'll seriously take into consideration what we talked about today. And I'd love to have a chance to talk with you about it later. Or maybe you're convinced. Maybe you're like, okay, I get it. And maybe today is the day that you would say, I want to not just accept Jesus as a historical figure, but I'd like to accept him as my Lord and my Savior this morning. This could be your day.